0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism, a podcast
1: about money, marketing, and how it all goes wrong. Join us on our journey through a wonderland of burning money. I'm Evan Swope. And I'm C.T. Kelly. Wonderful. All
0: right, all right So we'll so, start
1: doing new intros every episode. It might be a little <laughs> shaky at first, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, who cares?
0: All right, so... Hello, audience. We just watched um, <laughs> a movie, and... Both yeah. of us are regretting it.
1: Yeah. So uh, CT didn't sleep well last. You didn't sleep at all last night, right? No, I didn't sleep <laughs> at all. Last CT night. didn't sleep at all. Um, and I I told him this morning that I was like, okay, I'm doing an episode on cats, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna watch it. Like I have to. Like I can't do an episode on cats without watching it. I feel wrong. S- and then, so me, like an idiot, was like, yeah. oh, I'll watch it with you yeah exactly and so we watched cats together and we'll be we recorded our reaction to cats it's not sweet yes, it's not interesting it's like literally us just like getting bored halfway through and being like 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 we ran out of things to say like halfway through it's like
0: 60 it's mostly us talking about how shit a director tom hooper yes yeah,
1: exactly but we're gonna be releasing the entire our entire commentary on patreon unedited so you can watch along with with cats.
0: <laughs> you can watch along with us.
1: Yeah, we We're, we say like three, two, one before we start, so you can sync it up too. So it'll be like riff tracks.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you know what that is, or a mystery science theater three thousand for the uninitiated. Yeah,
1: but with CT and Evan instead of three or two <gasps> robots and a human. Good God! All right, so <laughs> I'm gonna launch right into the episode. Yeah. Just, just know that. Just, to... just know that. We just watched Cats. Literally, we just finished it less than five minutes ago. CT has not slept. I've had a ton of coffee. And here we go.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's get this over with.
1: All right. So in January of last year, we released the very first episode of Desperate Acts of Capitalism. Yay. For my segment, I cover the story of Image Movers Digital, the doom studio behind the Polar Express, jim carrey's a christmas carol and mars needs moms i not only talked about the scientific reasoning behind why motion capture animation looks so horrifying but i also showed that a majority of the movies i'd say all the movies that utilize motion capture heavily lose hundreds of millions of dollars (laughs) and did hollywood listen to me the answer unfortunately is a big fat feline no and so oh now God. it's time, very sadly, to delve into the inescapable nightmare of 2019's Cats. Oh, boy. So Cats is a 2019 musical fantasy film from Universal Studios based on the stage musical of the same name by Andrew Lloyd Webber. The film was directed by Tom Hooper, best oh, known <laughs> Hooper. best known for the 2012 adaptation of Les Miserables and The King's Speech, for which he won the Academy Award for Best Director, which is fucking insane. Yeah. It's such a bland,
0: terrible movie. Yeah, it's it's just cut. one of
1: those safe, like Oscar bait, like British historical figures talking it, oh, in a room. God,
0: it's not. It's not quite that like 9-11 film whatever it was called like
1: oh yeah like incredibly loud and incredibly close or something
0: yeah some bullshit like that but it's just the most like white people talking in a room <laughs> oscar bait bullshit i've ever seen
1: like why is this interesting watch a documentary on the history channel it'll be give you just as much information it'll be
0: shot better
1: yeah exactly the re- like the shitty reenactments will be shot more interestingly so cats has an A-list cast, which incu- includes James Corden, Judy Dench, Jason Derulo, Idris Elba, Jennifer Hudson, Ian McKellen, Rebel Wilson, and Taylor Swift. So, like, th- one of the most, like, expensive casts you can assemble for a film. An extremely expensive cast. <laughs> and, like, weird choices, too. Like, why Taylor Swift? She Like, James Corden makes sense. He's, like, a trained Broadway actor. Taylor Swift is not.
0: Right, I said during I said during the film that it's like he, his energy works best for this film, and it's clear that like he's been in Cats before.
1: Yeah, exactly. Know? Or he at least knows the the songs by heart and he loves it. But like Taylor right. Swift is just someone they brought in to like make it modern or whatever. It's just so weird. Uh, cats tells the story of a tribe of cats called the Jellicles, and the night they make the Jellicle choice. Deciding which cat will ascend into the heavy side layer and come back to a new life. Hey, it features it's a death cult. Yeah, it's a cat death cult, apparently, I don't know. Um, it features aggressively whimsical character names like Busterford Jones, the Rum Tum Tugger, <laughs> McCavity the Mystery Cat, Bomble Arena, and Mr. Mustopheles, Just like insanely and almost threateningly whimsical.
0: <laughs> threateningly whimsical is a good way to describe this film yeah, oh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in december 2013 andrew lloyd Webber, uh creator and composer of the musical stage production cats teased that universal pictures which had purchased the film rights to cats many years earlier was putting the project into active development in, oh, boy. In January 2018, Hooper and Working Title Films began officially casting the film while looking into the technical aspect of whether the film would be entirely live-action or computer-generated or a mix of both. And what they chose eventually was the worst possible combination of both.
0: An insane
1: choice! <laughs> yeah, it's like the worst parts of live-action, the worst-looking parts of CGI mixed together to create something that's that's worse than the sum of its parts. I, I mean, you're probably gonna talk about it right now, but yeah. it's like they
0: so the actors are all in like morph suits, right yeah. like like mo like mocap suits mm-hmm. so they have them all dancing and stuff, but
1: they they constructed practical sets yeah like, like incredibly the, these, elaborate practical sets
0: with with big dramatic like you know it has like giant furniture so the actors all look like tiny little cats
1: yeah exactly it's just insane like why would you do this why would you spend that much effort and time onto the sets if you're just gonna like cgi the main characters and make them look horrible so it's it is a
0: a baffling way to spend your
1: money on something (laughs) like this. and it's like almost like you're actively trying to make the worst possible decisions for how this movie should look
0: for real
1: So when Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical Cats opened in London's West End in 1981, one of the earliest audience members was an eight-year-old Tom Hooper. He remembers, quote, being utterly entranced and captivated and blown away by the piece, which is based on T.S. Eliot's Old Possum Book of Practical Cats, a collection of poems published in 1939 that Eliot had originally written for his godchildren. So this is like T.S. Eliot writing whimsical poetry about cats. Right, right. Like very well, tales. Sense
0: to, it makes sense to be spellbound by the
1: stage musical because it's like it's one hell of an experience to see it. Totally, yeah. It's like pushing the medium of a stage musical to its limit. It um, is
0: truly a spectacle.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like there's no other word for it. So staged at the time by director Trevor Nunn and designed by John Napier to evoke a Victorian junkyard with the performers in furry leg warmers and punkish frisbee fox hair, the much-beloved musical went on to run for 21 years and nearly 9,000 performances in the West End and for 18 years on Broadway. Holy shit. It's the fourth longest-running Broadway musical of all time. Wait, what are the other three? Do you know? Um, I, I think Les Miserables I don't know I mean, let me look them up okay Okay. Longest? but right. that's
0: that's like I mean it's it's become a Broadway staple despite how insane this production is
1: yeah exactly so the the other ones are Phantom of the Opera Chicago and the Lion oh, King Chicago yeah really okay I wouldn't have guessed most of those yes Um. so it's in like one of the Five most iconic musicals of all time right right quote i persuaded my parents to buy the cassette and listen to the music until it was worn out hooper remembers if you had told me then that one day i would direct the movie i would have been completely bamboozled and to have this done hand in hand with andrew lloyd weber has made it even more exciting it's an extraordinary example of you never know what the future might hold for you <laughs> You never know (laughs) indeed, Mr. Hooper. I, yeah, buddy. So the project had its genesis seven years ago when Hooper was just finishing his Academy Award-winning adaptation of Les Miserables. Quote, I'd learned so much about the form of musicals from that and was thinking about Uh, what else had uh not been made into a film, he recalls, and I immediately thought of Cats. So,
0: So, uh, I've seen Tom Hooper's adaptation of Les Miserables. And having just seen his adaptation of Cats, that is a lie. He learned nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he learned literally nothing. They're, like, identically shot and identically produced.
1: What he does is just, like, he he's basically filming a stage musical but on sets. Like, there's no other... There's no cinematic flair to it whatsoever. And he's not even... I- like he never uses cinematic language never uses like never does anything interesting
0: with the filming it's like it's like he had the cameraman stand somewhere on stage while the musical was being performed and just filmed the actors at these like boring like sh- you know head levels medium shots and yeah. it just sort of randomly cuts back and forth between different angles with
1: the weirdest timing yeah exactly it's like you never have time to look at something more than a few seconds even if it's it's actually something cool to look at so you're immediately distracted by something else it's like you know it's bad because you notice it yeah you know it's extreme it's readily apparent yeah. and then he'll tell the cameraman like i oh, walk around the act a few times it'll be cool they'll love it they'll eat it up it's like they <laughs> always like the camera's always like spinning around the actors in weird ways. It's just like disorienting.
0: It makes no sense. <laughs> like it, it doesn't,
1: it adds nothing to the film. <laughs> um, so Hooper knew that Steven Spielberg had once, once optioned the film rights. Quote, I wondered if he'd been daunted, but the march of technology has opened a portal into the way we can make it possible. Only as recently as three years ago, I was told that what I wanted to do, tracking fur onto faces and bodies, was not technically possible. Two years ago, it was technically possible, but financially impossible. And a year ago, it was technically possible, and just about financially possible. So we are on the edge of the curve. It's very exciting. (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, edge of the curve is right there, buddy. I think you might have fallen on the wrong side.
1: I mean like you needed a couple more years there buddy like it it was yeah, not ready yeah. you got too excited no. <laughs> it's like what,
0: the- god goddamn, does this film look
1: bad i know it's just like it doesn't look the animation doesn't well it, i feel like it's not even that the technology isn't there i feel like the technology is there but just it wasn't finished like it just wasn't used yeah. properly
0: so so there's a okay so time for some insider baseball talk okay. when so if you have if you shot a scene and you want to edit like a digital character or a digital object into that scene um, you have to go through a process called compositing yeah. where that's basically the process of making this 3d model look like it's actually in the scene yeah it involves like adding shadows adding lighting texture, you know doing all of the things to give it real you know weight and substance within the film right as far as i can tell with with cats the problem is not the animation it's the compositing right like the shadows on the actors do not work properly they don't fall where they should they don't okay it's shot on sets but the actors it looks like a green screen because the actors <laughs> look so much like they don't belong
1: exactly and so like what was the point of shooting it on these sets if it doesn't even look like they're there
0: and that's why this choice to have like cgi actors but these crazy practical sets was so baffling yeah (laughs) because it's like there's no way that's gonna look good
1: (laughs) i know it's just like the worst possible decision and like i don't know if tom hooper just had an army of yes men telling him that this will look great or like they were just, like, too afraid to tell him no or if the whole production team was just genuinely incompetent. But, like... I, You know what I think it was? I, I think the production team just didn't
0: care. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just flat out didn't give a shit. They just did whatever Tom Hooper said and they never questioned him because they never wanted to expend the energy of arguing with Tom Hooper.
1: Exactly. And he probably thought it this, looked great.
0: <laughs> this was very clear. Like, there was there was very clearly just
1: no passion in this project exactly yeah sir ian mckellen phones it in so (laughs) hard i know it's like it's the level of passion is like singing a song in your shower like not even that like i would say like him singing in his shower would probably have more personality to it easily (laughs) he just uh, he just does not care So, despite the use of technology, Hooper insisted, as he did on Les Miserables, on live performances from his starry cast, something he describes as capturing lightning in a bottle. I didn't want to have extraordinary people doing extraordinary things and lose them to some post-production technology. Yeah? Yeah, buddy? (laughs) Well, you did. You lost whatever magic you captured on set to the horrible post-production. He didn't...
0: (laughs) buddy you didn't lose these performances you balled them up and hurled them into the sun with post production (laughs) nothing nothing was lost here it was forcibly removed
1: Hooper claims that the production is rooted in his childhood memories I'm directing it for my eight-year-old self he says all the sets and props were scaled to cat proportions roughly two and a half times larger than life I don't care how old you are," says Jennifer Hudson who plays Grizabella. seeing everything so magnified, we all turned back into children. It was cool really being able to see from a cat's perspective. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's real cool. Guess so. I I guess so. You know, with my cats, my dream has always been to see it from their perspective. What would right. it be like to see the world from a cat's perspective? well and
0: i like how i like how that's the best thing about the production not (laughs) like working with dame judy dench or working with serene mckellen or getting to sing along like getting to duet with jason derulo no it was getting to be in a room with big furniture big door
1: this big door like this is a big table this is such a spectacle that table's huge golly fucking g batman (laughs) So reportedly, all the performers in the movie took seminars in feline behavior and would act like cats for- such bullshit. <laughs> so they apparently would act like cats for hours on end during rehearsals. They would have like four hour rehearsals of them just acting like cats and crawling on the floor, which is like, it doesn't show in the movie. Like, there's no payoff to <laughs> those hours. There's probably torturous no. hours.
0: Like... P- part of me just doesn't believe that that's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think they, I don't think they did that. Yeah. And if they did, like, imagine being Sir Ian McKellen, and you show up <laughs> for this four-hour rehearsal, and they're like, alright, we're gonna teach you how cats move. And you're like, alright, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's like, and we're gonna, we're gonna practice moving like cats. <laughs> and then, you know, four hours pass, you're like, alright, I think I got a handle on how cats move. And then it's like, you show up for rehearsal the next day, and you they do it all again (laughs) and you're like oh this is going to be like an everyday thing yeah
1: and then you're expecting some like amazing payoff like wow those actors really move like cats but it's like this feel like they could have had 20 minutes of prep and it would have looked just as much like they (laughs) move like cats
0: (laughs) if if they did make them do these like cat movement seminars that was wasted
1: money yeah exactly (laughs) That was some, like, fake-it-till-you-make-it choreographer saying, like, oh, yeah, 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 I run cat seminars. Like, of course, yeah. I don't, I don't,
0: we can't put this on the choreographer. The choreography was the only good part of this movie.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the choreography was great, but in terms of, like, practicing cat movements, it's not really, like, yeah. world-class. <laughs> they
0: found the one cat choreographer in Hollywood, <laughs> and he got paid half a million dollars.
1: So speaking of the choreography, uh, the dance numbers were choreographed by An- Andy Blankenbuehler, who won a Tony for Hamilton, and featured world-class ballet and hip-hop dancers. So the dance, deserves it. the <laughs> dancing team is is incredible. Like it's world-class performers from a variety of different backgrounds, like coming together and you know it's a ton of talent in one room.
0: Yeah, no, it's like the actual like the actual stage production elements of it were.
1: Amazing. Yeah, exactly. If it hadn't been ruined by Tom Hooper's horrible camera angles, it would have been a spectacle to look at the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so in July 2019, Universal released a featurette called Cats, A Look Inside, which featured behind the scenes footage of the sets and dance rehearsals from the movie, but no actual footage from the actual movie. So, what? So it just showed basically, like, footage of the rehearsals and interviews of the cast and crew, like how amazing this is going to be. So I pulled a bunch of quotes from that video. Okay. So James Corden states, I think it could really only be done by a director like Tom Hooper. He understands the spectacle of cats. (laughs) Tom Uh Tom Hooper says, at the center of this incredibly entertaining, comedic, fantastical musical is a very timely story about the importance of inclusion and redemption. It's like, no, no, it's no. not. This story it's is not. not timely in any way. It's like, oh, yeah, it's 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 really relevant in the age of Donald Trump and fake news. It's like, no. It's about a death cult. It's about a cat it's death cult. <laughs> like,
0: the... There's barely a plot. There's barely a story. It's like, we need this story more than ever. This story this story is important. Like, there's... The <laughs> characters barely interact. Yeah. <laughs> so Legitimately, 90% of the film is just characters describing themselves in songs. Yeah,
1: with crazy dance numbers. So Taylor Swift mentions, I think we got to update it in ways that are just so, so, so great. It's just like why why are you commenting on anything, Taylor Swift? You were in one scene <laughs> of this movie. Uh, <laughs> she's talking like she was a producer on this movie. <laughs> like she says right, we right. instead of they. Like like as if she's like working on the animation herself. Right. Like, as if she's making creative choices. Yeah. It's, like
0: it's like the extent you were of, brought on for one song. Yeah, she wrote the lyrics song?
1: of one song and was in it and then you were not in the rest of the movie. Right. So at the end of the, the featurette, Hooper teases the revolutionary digital fur technology that creates mm. the most perfect covering of fur. So mm. <laughs> it's like teasing, like this is going to be a breakthrough in technology. Uh, James Corden says in the video, these are people, but they're cats. This is kind of blowing <laughs> my mind, <laughs> which is the most James Corden quote I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, The video ends with Jennifer Hudson saying, this film is an event, and a big title flashes on screen that reads, Trailer Friday.
0: (laughs) I I mean, you're not wrong about it being an event, because boy, oh boy, was this film an event.
1: So another quote from Jennifer Hudson about the production is, it was amazing to be in such great company. I'm still in awe of it. The diversity and the talent level, the great dancers, the world's greatest actors, everyone's at the top of their game. This is one project that incorporates every form of art you can imagine. Music, poetry, dance. I remember being on set and telling Tom Hooper, now this is real movie magic. I feel that it will become part of people's lives and their holiday traditions. Wait, where was there poetry in that? Well, it's based on a collection of poems, but it's like uh, it's two sure. levels removed from poetry at this point. It's based on a musical based on a collection of poetry. Yeah,
0: there ain't no poetry in this anymore. And what holiday do you watch Cats on?
1: <laughs> I don't I think it came out like around Christmas, so I guess it'll become part of your Christmas tradition.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Gonna sure gather around the the family and watch Cats. Man, I'm
0: like I'm exhausted right now, so I'm sorry if, like, I'm running low on funny juice, but, like, my patience for this movie is so low.
1: (laughs) So, on July 18th of 2019, Universal Pictures released the teaser trailer for Cats. So just some stats on this trailer. It has over 16 million views, 137,000 likes, and 358,000 dislikes. What... (laughs) Wow. Which is, like, rare, like, to have what's that... The, what's, the, what's the ratio there? That's, like, one to... It's, like, a quarter likes, three quarters dislikes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which is, like, you never... Even on the most, like, disgusting, vile stuff on YouTube, you never see a dislike ratio of more than, like, a third dislikes. It's right, rare yeah. for that many people to actually take the effort to click the dislike button.
0: Well, and what's what's wild is that there was nothing, like... Like, there was nothing, like, explicitly racist or, like, evil
1: about this. It's just a really bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just people, like, reacting in disgust, coming together. Like, that's that's especially
0: an extremely high ratio of likes to dislikes for something non-political.
1: Exactly, yeah. Literally the least political thing you can think of. Even though Tom Hooper thinks it's a story about, like, American politics or something. God, what the... F- so the copy in the trailer reads, One night, one chance for a new life. This holiday season, you will believe.
0: Which is like... You don't have... You, wait, it's, you don't have one chance. The the, the ceremony happens every year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and also, That's a lie. Also, you will believe is like direct the same copy from the whole the polar express (laughs) like it's it's giving me like nightmare flashbacks to the polar express (laughs) like why do these horrible motion capture movies all like revolve around the concept of believing it's like what are you believing
0: right That's like legitimately what are we supposed to believe in with this movie i'm like i'm genuinely confused on what they want us to believe
1: believe in the time like the timeless story of inclusion and redemption it's just like I love how he says inclusion and redemption that's just like buzzwords that he like you can apply to whatever and it makes it sound important
0: they don't even apply to this movie yeah exactly
1: so some reactions to the trailer viewers describe the trailer as cursed and nightmarish of course Uh, this looks like something from a doctor who episode in 2005 and yet somehow worse I don't know why you're all freaking out over miniature yet huge cats with human celebrity faces and sexy breasts performing a demented dream ballet for kids. (laughs) This is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but with cats. (laughs) With cats! (laughs) So, the concept of the uncanny valley was frequently brought up as an explanation of the horrified reactions to the animation in the trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer... If you haven't seen Cats, at least watch the trailer just to have some point of reference of what we're talking about. Just... And
0: I'm sure everyone has, like, run across it or at least heard of it at this point. It's It was a huge cultural phenomenon for a while.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it made the, like, every news station was talking about it for a while, which is good that, like, they're talking about. Like, I'm glad that everyone's on the same page because, like, our world feels so disjointed and I feel like there's so many people that are just so, like opposed to my views but like when the entire world can unite in this like common disgust to something it makes me feel a little better right it's it's nice to see everybody get together and say no this is bad yeah exactly like fear factor went on for eight seasons and was not stopped but like cats at least people were like this this is going too far i like
0: it wasn't quite the the insane nightmare fest that people made it out to be but mm-hmm. it was definitely bad. Yeah, I mean it's worth a negative reaction at least. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like I was a little like I thought it was going to be a lot more like creepy and sexual, but it really wasn't. No, honestly. It was more just boring the whole time. It was just it was just kind of boring and weird and like alien in in the sense that it was you couldn't like there was no hook. For me to relate to any of these characters because i had no idea what was happening the whole time exactly and even after learning what what was happening i didn't care <laughs>
1: <It's>... <laughs> exactly there's no payoff so just to remind everyone the uncanny valley is defined as a level of semi-realistic human appearance in non-human things that triggers extinctive terror or visceral disgust it was first described by japanese roboticist masahiro masi in 1970 so this is a concept that has been around for decades at this point and movies still keep using animation that, that most people describe as falling into that phenomena
0: um, not for lack of trying I don't
1: think Yeah.
0: cause boy did they give this movie a couple tries
1: <laughs> CNN's Jeff Yang describes the uncanny valley thus when something humani- humanoid looks clearly inhuman we can differentiate it from real humans and thus safely assign it the characteristic of being a thing And when it's truly indistinguishable from human, we're also not concerned about it because we simply read it as human. But entities in the range between these two poles, the not-quite-human, generate unsettling reactions, which is why horror films often feature human-shaped inhumans such as zombies, killer dolls, and eerie clowns. All of these are entities that lurk in the uncanny valley, nibbling grotesquely at the edges of our unconscious. So literally, this is a concept that horror movies use to generate horror in viewers.
0: <laughs> well, and there's there's even a version of it on the other end of the spectrum where something can be... It's pos... Like, psychologically, there's a thing that happens where something can be so cute, like, so saccharinely cute, that our brain perceives it to be a trap. Yeah. <laughs> the, the best example of this phenomena that I've seen was, like the uh the brother character from boss baby oh yeah yeah where it's like their their design is just so it's just so like cr- cute to a creepy level
1: exactly like it it, it feels oh well, it generates that same like feeling of like this can't be real like this is a, right. an
0: imposter I'm, I'm being tricked
1: yeah <laughs> so yang went on to say as others have pointed out the movie adaptation might be strange and ridiculous but so too was its source this is before the movie was released Ah, uh, uh, yeah it could well be that the movie cats will end up being a surprise hit fueled in part by the lurid fascination that the trailer has incited among viewers who might have otherwise ignored it which i think is a good point which is like if this yeah. movie had been better directed and actually been well done the gross animation could have almost served as like uh, a smart marketing tactic it could have been like come watch the horrifying cats but you end up having a good time because it's just so crazy
0: yeah yeah no because the the movie was actually at it's best when it embraced it's weirdness like the best in my opinion the best performance by far was James Corden because he was hamming it the fuck up Yeah, like he was being this like this caricature of his character and it served the sort of Insane phantasmagoria of the film quite well. Exactly, and if then the, the whole film had been like you, that, would have worked. Right, but then you go back and forth between that and like, and like the the dumb comic relief characters yeah. that are playing <laughs> it super
1: dry. Exactly, like, a, and it's just twenty first century like romantic comedy, like making comments on what's happening and stuff. Right, it's
0: very clearly acting like a character. From a world that makes sense. Yeah. And it just it completely takes you out of the film. It totally. totally breaks the film's
1: logic. You can't pretend that anything makes sense, so you might as well go full insanity with it. Exactly. It's <laughs> So <laughs> At the Red Carpet for the Cat's world premiere, Variety reported that Hooper said that he hadn't actually finished the movie until the day before the premiere. What? Quote, I finished it at 8 a.m. yesterday after 36 hours in a row of editing. I just put the finishing touches on. Holy shit. Hooper had reportedly not slept for three days and just continued to drink pots of coffee until the film was finished. That is... That is crazy. And it makes
0: sense. Yeah. But
1: like... What happened? Man? I know it's like you'd think he'd be able to like plan out his time so he wouldn't. I mean, I know studios are are usually the ones that are giving these crazy deadlines, but it's like yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know if what I I was like it was really hard to find like stories from the yeah. set of this movie because everyone was like shut up with NDAs basically. So like right, I exactly. wonder if something went wrong on production that delayed it, or they just literally didn't have enough time, or if Hooper wasted time, or just like didn't plan the the schedule properly. But something, whatever it was, he did not have enough time to finish this film. Well,
0: there were def there were absolutely reshoots because there were definitely scenes where like there'd be reaction shots of characters that definitely weren't in the scene. Yeah, that were clearly so filmed I- like three months later. Right. Exactly. And like they they tried to do jokes like that and it was just so poorly timed, like (laughs) poorly edited together. Like so there was there was definitely reshoots, which makes me think that the first cut of the film was crazy, like was like horrifying
1: or something. (laughs) Exactly. So and we'll get into that so uh the premiere should be the first time people get to see it and this is genuinely a premiere hooper said variety tv critic caroline framke reported that hooper saw the final cut the final cut of the movie at 2 p.m the day of the premiere mere hours before showing it to the rest of the cast and crew
0: holy shit
1: (laughs) so like there could have been major issues, and he would not have time to fix it. <laughs> it was the day of the premiere when he watched it for the first time. Oh, my
0: God. But at that point, it's just like, it. it whatever whatever I've got, that's what's going out. Yeah, like, exactly. I literally don't have time the, to change it. This is the Cats you're getting.
1: So, and we'll, we'll definitely see the reality of that. So, Cats was released worldwide on December 20th, 2019. Universal hoped that the film would appeal to young women as counter-programming against Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which came out the same weekend. Uh Uh-huh. Which is like... You're going to compete with Star... You're going to compete with Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, and they're (laughs) saying that young women will be flocking to the theater. Dude, like, young women love Star Wars. (laughs) Exactly. It's just the same studio crap of just like, oh, women you know, will love this film. It's just like... How do you know? It's like... And, like, why young women? It's like, they don't know about cats. Like, the people who saw the original Broadway production are, like, definitely not in that demographic. Right. I mean, theater kids, maybe. But it's like, who's... Like,
0: any studio that thinks they can compete with with a Star Wars movie on its opening weekend is... An idiot. Like whoever made that decision should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> there was okay. There was a movie that came out the same opening weekend as the the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like the original one, uh, called like uh, the Final Hour or something. Mm-hmm. And if this movie had come out at any other point in <laughs> history, it would be a cult classic. Yeah. But because it it came, but because it came out the same weekend as 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 Star Wars nobody knows about this movie yeah,
1: exactly and it's like literally a race from history
0: yeah well and which
1: is a shame because it, it was a great movie right yeah exactly and it's like there's people whose job it is in studios to plan the release date of a film and it's just like how did that end up happening right how do you not know that star wars is coming out i just in addition to star wars being released that weekend jumanji 2 and frozen 2 had been released only a few weeks earlier oh my god so it's like talk about the young women demographic frozen 2 is still in theaters like what right. What are you talking about it's like it's not like star wars is the only other movie playing like what the fuck are you doing
0: studio <laughs> So cats was oh my god! What if they what if they rushed it to try and
1: get it out to compete with Star Wars? Yeah. Like it's like we'll take on Star Wars. Like <laughs> Star Wars is going down. Right, I'm going all in. Put it all on cats. <laughs> so cats was initially projected to make about fifteen to twenty million dollars its opening weekend, but after making less than three million dollars its opening day, estimates were lowered to seven million dollars.
0: <laughs> Whew.
1: halved? Yeah. Universal had hoped that Swift would promote the film heavily on her social media to bring in the younger women demogra- demographic
0: That's why Swift was in the film.
1: But <laughs> she Swift was did not heavily promote the film on her social media, only making a few vague me- mentions of the film. <laughs> so she did like the one asset uh, they have to get the demographic they were after. Didn't even really care that much.
0: Right. So the, the thing that they put all the horse, they put all the chips on was like, um, maybe I'm not going to do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And only just like put the poster out or whatever, and that's all.
0: Remember, like,
1: remember, get it in writing. Yeah, exactly.
0: You got to establish all this contractual shit beforehand.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like kudos to Taylor Swift. She probably made so much money off of this with so little oh effort.
0: God. Well, and she got to write a song with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, that's like, awesome. That's, that's so cool.
1: So, Cats, in its opening weekend. Finished behind Star Wars, Jumanji, and Frozen Two, making only six million dollars. No, with a (laughs) thought. Oh no. With a production budget of nearly a hundred million dollars. (laughs) What? A production budget. So double that for marketing, because this film was heavily marketed. So let's say this film cost two hundred million dollars, and in its first opening weekend, it made six million (laughs) dollars. Like, I... A hundred million dollars? Yeah, it's like, you know most on, of that went to the cast. alone. Yeah. Because I guess the technology is expensive, but it's like, it can't be that expensive. There's like six locations. You, you bought an
0: original song from Taylor Swift, and you had Jason Derulo
1: performing like a he has, like, a 20-minute extended <laughs> solo. Exactly. Yeah, James Corden, Rebel Wilson, Judy Dench, Ian McKellen. Like, this is a, right. an A-list cast of legendary actors. A hundred, like, a hundred million on production alone, yeah. and they made seven. Yeah, exactly. So, Universal realized it was doomed from the start. Like, they were going to lose a ton of money. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucked. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, critical reactions.
0: Yeah. Initial right, let's get into this. reactions
1: to the film were horrified, of course. Van- yeah. Vanity Fair wrote, Though a painstaking amount of visual effects work apparently went into giving the film's cast reali- realistic digital fur, the cats in the movie look freakish at best, like uncanny yeah. half-human, half-felines. Their noses are completely humanoid, their hands are not very paw-like, their tails protrude from their rears in a way that defies normalcy. It's very strange they don't move like living things yeah it's crazy they don't move like humans nor cats yeah uh, sean edwards of fox 4 kansas city called cats the worst movie i've seen in my lifetime the movie is oddly over sexualized and the movie the music is not moving what is going on which i think is an exaggeration but still like this is like yeah. a legitimate movie critic writing this so that's not going to help the film at the box office whatsoever
0: yeah like the sexual aspect wasn't nearly as prominent as i was led to believe but it was still weirdly sexual in a lot of places yeah but it was definitely fucking weird and unmoving like i the i think the the most invested we ever were in the film was when mr Mistopheles was trying to summon J- dane judy dench yeah, back exactly it was like ah. Oh, it's like, no, I want him to be confident, and I want him to do the magic correctly.
1: And finally, then, some character is having some kind of arc here.
0: Right, it's like, finally some character is going through some sort of emotional journey that I can kind of care about. Yeah. And then even even then, the entire time we were cracking jokes about him summoning, like, several Dame <laughs> duty Denches, yeah. and, and then having to fight them to the fight.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Julian Lytle of Adobe.com wrote... In the end, Cats is a CG horror of weird cat mutants dancing and singing nonsense in weird people-sized settings with no people. Run away. John yeah, McDonald just... of the Australian Financial Review said after an hour of Cats, I began to suspect the popcorn they fed us what had been laced with a psychotropic drug. It wasn't that... It was weird, but it wasn't that weird. Yeah, it's just... These critical reviews are definitely exaggerations, but I just love that it's just adding to like the... The legend of this movie and just making it yeah. seem even worse than it it is, and it already is terrible. You know, right? It deserves
0: all of the criticism that was levied against it.
1: Yeah, and so to date, the film has a twenty percent critical cons- consensus on Rotten Tomatoes and a thirty-two higher... on Metacritic.
0: That's higher than I would have expected.
1: Yeah, and all that those positive reviews that it got were definitely because of the choreography and the the acting. And the singing, yeah. which is the only thing that deserves that kind of praise.
0: Well, I said, I said in the commentary, it's like,
1: like the choreographer basically directed this movie. Exactly, and then Tom Hooper ruins it with crazy camera angles. He, he doesn't even ruin it. He just
0: like he shoots it in the most bland, uninspired, like he shoots it in the least interesting way possible.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, and all like there, he, disorienting way possible. He puts... It's like he put no effort into it, you know? Exactly, yeah. So, in addition to everything else the film was facing, the film's original release contained numerous CGI errors and glitches, such as one scene like, in which Judy Dench's human hand, complete with her wedding ring, appears instead of her character's cat paw. That, that,
0: that happened in the film all the time. You can see it so many times. Yeah, even
1: in the revised version, you still see it. But, like, apparently like i wish we could have been able to see that version like there was just like multiple shots where characters the fur wasn't covering their bodies and it was just like they just missed it (laughs) which comes down to them like literally just running out of time to finish the animation
0: that's just that's just flat
1: out unfinished which still is reflected in the revised version yeah so after poor reviews to the cgi universal notified cinemas on opening day that an updated digital cinema package with some improved visual effects would be available for download on the (laughs) 22nd of december two days later urging them if you
0: wanna yeah (laughs) if you wanna we're not forcing you to do anything but you should probably show
1: this version exactly why did you give us this version like you've been working on this film for two years at this point (laughs) don't ask (laughs) So studio executives and cinema owners said that the decision to release a modified version of the film already in wide release was unheard of. This had never been done before. Really? Yeah, ah. just like I would not have expected that. There's definitely been re-releases of movies, but like yeah. not that quickly in a movie that had just been released in wide. Like usually what happens is like you'll premiere the film at some festival, the director will notice some things he wants to change, and then the revised version will be put in wide release but like not after it's already debuted on wide release right just crazy so in in its entire theatrical run cats only made 74 million dollars worldwide against a production budget of 95 million and probably way more in marketing Uh, wait so how much did it make 74 million (laughs) dollars
0: oh okay so it didn't like like it definitely didn't make a profit
1: but that's like it's not seven million dollars you know it's not the oogie loves exactly yeah but despite the film's heavy marketing it can be safely said that universal will lose between 70 and 100 million dollars on this film
0: probably more like it's probably closer to the tune of 120 million
1: yeah exactly so god you'd think that the story would stop there but it does not In in March of this year, 2020, screenwriter Jack Waz claimed to know a visual effects artist who had been tapped to work on cats back in November. That VFX person's job, quote, to remove CGI buttholes that had been inserted a few months before, which means that somewhere out there, there exists a butthole cut of cats. Evan, my
0: psyche is not prepared for the information that, like... I... Like, okay. Um... Uh, I have a... I have a black belt, okay? One, one of the things that they did at my dojo, that, like, one of the things you have to do to get your black belt was basically they have you spar... They have you spar with one of your instructors. And then they... After about a minute they just, they send another instructor in and then both of like you have to try and fight off both of them at the same time and then they keep and then every 60 seconds they add another fighter to the point where they they've added 8 people okay because that's cons- that is what like 8 people is the maximum amount of people that can effectively try to hurt you at one time right you got one on each one on each corner and one on every cardinal direction yeah so I I still remember to this day the experience of having uh eight black belt level martial artists just beating the shit out of me because this is you're not supposed to win it's an endurance match right <laughs> this yeah. is they do this towards the end of of the the four day exam yeah um specifically to get you to try and quit <laughs> and I I remember that like you hit this zen point where all sensation fades like I just stopped feeling exhausted and I focused solely on the biggest guy in front of me and I just kept throwing cross punches at his (laughs) head it's just like alright threw a punch like I hit him in the head gonna throw another punch alright did it gonna throw another one and it was like so That is very similar to the experience of you telling me (laughs) that there is an official thing called the cat's butthole cut. And that there was a a man whose job it was, and he was probably, he's an industry professional who was probably paid several hundreds of thousands of
1: dollars to go through cats and remove all of the buttholes. Which also means. That there was a VFX person's job just months previous to go in and add the buttholes. They paid two different VFX artists a lot of money to go in and add and then remove buttholes, resulting in a net zero. A net count of
0: zero buttholes and a net loss of somewhere around $200,000.
1: So after this, after Jack Waz released this this claim on twitter who's the freak that added the buttholes in the first place probably tom hooper it's probably tom hooper's idea
0: god forbid i hope it's not tom hooper's idea i hope he's just a bad filmmaker and not some and not the guy that added the buttholes to cats
1: (laughs) so after this was this information came out hashtag release the butthole cut began trending on twitter with many high profile peeper, people in the industry adding to the outcry, including uh, Seth Rogen and Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I hope
0: they don't. I hope it stays buried forever and I never have to think about cats ever again. <laughs> I do not have the mental or physical energy to contemplate this movie.
1: So, luckily, for your own mental sanity, uh, Universal did not respond to the public's demands for the butthole cut. However, Vanity Fair was able to re- re- reach an anonymous member of the Cats VFX team who said, who <laughs> debunked the butthole theory. Okay. This is Thank the God. quote from the v- VFX person. There were never shots of cats with buttholes, or at least by design. None that I saw anyway. However, there were a dozen or so shots where the skin and fur sim was groomed or folded in a way that really 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 in all caps looked like very furry lady genitals or buttholes by accident the task as typical with heavy cg shows fell on tootie to paint out the offending articles where it was brought up and spotted daily reviews were constant awkward discussions of people plucking up the courage to point out things like this out saying uh does this look like a fanny to you
0: so, I, i'm gonna put accidentally in big big quotes there yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't do that sh- like if you're a vfx artist you don't do that shit on accident yeah. <laughs> somebody was adding the buttholes
1: exactly and then it took some very brave probably a low-ranking member of the vfx team to say like hey like so you know that doesn't look you know that kind of looks like you know and he's like what what does it look like it looks fine to me he's like you know like you think and everyone else's room is just like come on say it uh, uh, it looks like a butthole (laughs) oh oh yes uh, now that you pointed it out it does very much look like a butthole Uh, we'll get uh, Thomas on that you know now that you put it out
0: that's a butthole that's (laughs) definitely a butthole yeah
1: Yeah, I didn't see it before it's like everyone's like oh yeah yeah it does it does look like (laughs) I'm gonna go talk to the studio we're gonna get that removed thank you for pointing that out (laughs) So we're coming up on the end of this story. So well, a reflection on Cats. In March of this year, Cats was released on digital and DVD, which included a baffling commentary track from director Tom Hooper. So, Oh yeah, you mentioned this. So this is just, there's no other producers or anything with him. It's just Tom Hooper alone <laughs> talking about Cats. So though Hooper does not directly afil- d- directly address the film's reception on the commentary track some of his insights defend widely reviled choices including the moment where rebel wilson's tabby cat unzips her own fur to reveal a further layer of fur beneath that was so weird and it happens twice in the film once to move the critical plot point it's how they defeat or they escape uh uh what's the name of the bad guy (laughs) McCavity. so this gag says hooper it's kind of like my own tongue-in-cheek way of referencing that I'm not using digital fur as clothing because the rebel actually unzips her digital fur to reveal it as clothing. But then the joke is that underneath, she has more real fur, which, of course, is not real fur. Which, like,
0: I don't think that's bullshit. I think Tom Hooper thinks that that's real and actually clever.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so he probably has some like crazy convoluted explanation in his brain for why that happened but like his explanation sheds no further light on it it's
0: it's it's like he's somebody who understands like what film language is but he has such weird alien ideas about like yeah. <laughs> how things should be shot that it's like it's like If he had any actual style, he would be a
1: genius, (laughs) but it's like, it's bad. (laughs) It's bad and not interesting to watch. Exactly. Um, Other baffling elements are also discussed by Hooper, who credited Wilson with the idea of having the mice her character enslaves and terrorizes played by children. He then adds, Women playing cockroaches, whose uh, only unusual trait is that they have an extra pair of arms, in homage to the cockroach number of limbs. You know. Yeah, you know. Sure. In in homage to the cockroach number of limbs. I, I genuinely don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) I like I've read the quote probably ten times, and I have no idea what he's saying. So. What does that have to do with women? (laughs) Exactly. Only only women could play cockroaches because it's in homage to the cockroach number of limbs. It's like how many how many limbs do you think women have?
0: How many limbs does he think cockroaches yeah. have <laughs>
1: Eleventy billion. <laughs> One. <laughs> One big limb It's their radar It's, it's
0: just like I, I genuinely I, I wish I could like Lock Tom Hooper in a box And force him to explain his logic yeah. to me
1: Exactly It's like what is going on inside of your head You freakish little man <laughs> So, Hooper has not yet announced his next project, but his commentary does give give some insight into his current activities. I I, I must admit, I've actually tried bowing down to a cat and saying, Oh, cat, just in the slight hope that it might unleash the cat to talk to me. (laughs) It hasn't yet worked, but I will continue trying. (laughs) I have no doubt about that, Mr. Hooper. So, what can we learn from cats? Cats. First of all, we can learn that Hollywood hasn't learned from the incredible failures of the Polar Express, uh, you know, A Christmas Carol, and Mars Needs Moms. Or maybe it just doesn't learn, it doesn't want to learn. Despite a consistent string of incredible financial failures, film stu- studios continue to pour hundreds of millions of dollars into motion capture technology. And every single time, the public reacts with confusion and disgust and refuses to go to the theater and tom hooper poor old tom hooper who became entranced with cats when he saw it on the west end at age 8 seems to have fully lost his mind <laughs> another terrible casualty of the uncanny valley it has taken many good people maybe there is no escape and that ct is the end of my story on cats oh, thank god i
0: i need to take a I'm shower so... I'm so glad this is over. I feel...
1: I, I feel exhausted. I do, too. Like, I, my day today was like, I woke up, finished an episode of Narcos, called you, we watched Cats, and we <laughs> did an episode on Cats.
0: There And, like, it... I There's no way I can salvage the rest of this day.
1: I know. This day is going to be a nightmare. I just need I'm to, just, like take a shower and stuff my face with food yeah oh my god
0: all right well thank you for listening everyone dear listeners Um, we we're sorry yeah we're very sorry um if if you're a masochist you can inflict more of this pain on yourself by joining our patreon and seeing the commentary track yeah um don't if you if you do actually want to do a watch along with us uh don't pay for this movie. Yeah, please. We g- we got the movie
1: illegally. Yeah. On a torrent site. Exactly. Um. So, but that's that's about all the help that I can offer you. Yeah, you you uh, will be able to sync up our commentary track to Cats. It's mostly us just like l- running out of things to say and losing our minds. Yeah. So. Uh, but it's wor- it's Godspeed. a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> Godspeed and good luck. We
1: love you. See you next time.
0: Big things are coming big things are coming oh man
1: hey everyone thank you so much for listening to desperate acts of capitalism if you like the show please subscribe to us on apple spotify or stitcher and if you really want to make us happy you can leave us a nice rating or review you can follow us on instagram at desperate acts of capitalism and on tumblr link in the show notes thanks again and we'll see you next time on desperate acts of capitalism